0: Well, hey, hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the amazing seller podcast. This is episode number 214 and session number 63 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast and you submit them via voicemail. And, uh, yeah, it's a way for us to hang out. I have to be honest with you guys. Uh, since coming back from Miami and Denver, I was able to meet a lot of TASers and since doing that, I got to tell you, um, I'm even more excited to jump on here for our Friday sessions of Ask Scott. Um, I need to give a little shout out here to a guy that I ran into at the event in Miami, and his name is Chris Nelson. So Chris, if you're listening, big shout out to your brother, and you know what I'm about to say right now. I'm going to let everyone know what happened when I first met you. You came up, you shook my hand, you said, Hey man, I'm really a huge fan of the show, and uh, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. And so that told me that you were a diehard listener, and uh, Chris, uh, it was awesome talking to you and everyone else that was there at the event, so I just needed to give Chris a shout out because I said, listen... I'm going to give you a shout out on the podcast because I really appreciate you listening. So there's the shout out to Chris and anyone else for that matter that's listening right now. I want to give you guys all a shout out. You guys are awesome, and uh, I love doing these uh, these Ascot sessions. And I just like hanging out with uh, with all of you. So really, just wanted to say keep the questions coming. If you guys have a question, uh, go ahead and uh, and leave it by heading over to the AmazingSeller.com forward slash ask and uh, you can do that you can go over there and ask the question now I know some of you have asked a question already and I haven't gotten to it yet I'm going to do my best to kind of work through these questions I try to pull the ones that uh, this way here everyone can benefit from them so if you have a question definitely leave it there and I'll do my best to get to it Uh, I really do appreciate it now before we jump into today's uh, episode okay uh, session whatever you want to call it, Uh, I wanted to remind you guys too that we do have show notes and transcripts to all of the podcasts now, okay, so if you want to head over and grab them, all you need to do is go to the episode that you wanted to locate them and to find them, and in this one, it's 214, so it'd be theamazingseller.com forward slash 214, one other little um, little uh, announcement here that I wanted to give everyone is about our live workshops uh, you know I'm gonna be moving you guys kind of know that or if you're a long time listener you've been listening along here you kind of know that I'm moving to South Carolina here soon so I'm going to be doing my last workshop for a little while um, on June 16th so depending on when you're listening to this you can go over and register for that last one and that is on June 16th. So again, the, uh, the the link to that is seller.com forward slash workshop. You can register for that. If you are uh, tuning in after that, you can still go there and register for the next upcoming one, which right now we're looking at like mid-July is when we'll start doing more workshops. Okay, so just wanted to kind of invite you to that and let you guys know that if you've missed one in the past and you wanted to attend one. Definitely go register, and uh, we can hang out there live on those workshops. I do live Q&A as well, so I have a lot of fun with them, and I would love for you to attend. All right, so that is it. You guys can tell I'm really excited today, as usual. So let's go ahead and listen to the first question, and I'll give you my answer.
1: Hi, Scott. Uh, my name is Rakeem. I'm calling out of Richmond, Virginia. Uh I'm not an FBA seller yet. I'm still in the research phase. I've only just learned about this concept uh, just about a month ago. Um, I've, I've been on your amazingseller.com. Um, I've seen the, uh, the resource page. is really great. Anyway, my question is, um, I, I haven't set up my seller's account yet. I want to know what is Amazon going to be looking for me to have in place before they will allow me to set up a seller's account. account. Uh, And also, what are some of the other legalities that Amazon might not particularly be concerned about, uh, but uh, need to have in place before I can engage uh, in this business? If you could go over some of those particulars and anything that might be related to it that I don't um, even know to ask about. Um, If you could if you could uh, speak to that, I really would appreciate it or um, point me to an episode where you've already covered it. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it, man.
0: Hey, Rakim, thank you so much for the question. Thanks for being a listener. And uh yeah, I mean, getting started is the hardest part, right? But we need to kind of understand what is the first step. So, you know, whether you are ready to start selling or not, you can always start in the product research. And I think that's kind of where you are, because we kind of want to see like, you know, can we find products? Can we find a market that we can tap into? So all of that you know, can be done without doing anything. You don't even need a seller's account, right? You can just start doing that. So anyone that's listening and wants to know if this business model is right for them, but they don't want to go ahead and start going through the setup process, you can do that. All right. Just go through the product research, you know, phase and just start really digging in and starting to understand markets and stuff. Um, so, okay. So as far as the legal stuff, again, I'm not a legal advisor. I don't pretend to be. Um, all I'm going to do is give you kind of my experience. All right. Uh, but there is an episode that I did, which was episode all the way back on episode 14. And, uh, so that's the amazing seller.com forward slash 14. We'll leave it in the show notes as well, but. You can set up an account on Amazon with just your social security number, all right? and, and that's and you can get started with that. Now to do it where you're kind of protected and you're a, a real business, I'm using like air quotes and stuff, right? you you definitely want to get an EIN number like as soon as possible. And an EIN number is really just your uh, business number through uh, you know through the IRS, okay? It's where' you're, they're gonna give you that business um, entity. Okay, so that's the first step. The second step to that is really you should get an LLC. So when you wanna, you know, really make this thing legit, you're gonna wanna get an LLC. You can use LegalZoom, you can hire an attorney, um, all of that stuff. So, you know, you will need that, but you don't necessarily need that to get started selling. Amazon doesn't require that. All they require is really for you to have a credit card on file, and they also want you to have You know, a social security number like that's really all that they ask. Now, if you're going to uh, sell into a gated, uh, you know, category, well, that's different. Then you're going to need like a business entity. You're going to need some, uh, you know, invoices from, uh, you know, a business to your business. You're going to need some other things. But right now we're talking like really, really beginner stuff as far as like what you absolutely need. You only need like your social security number. That's what you technically need to get up and running. If you want to do retail arbitrage, you can you can start just doing it that way. Um, so again, I would go back, listen to episode fourteen, um, and, and listen to that. And then uh, also, you know, we've done other episodes uh, in the in the past that have talked more about the the legal stuff and kind of like you know trademarks and all that stuff. But I wouldn't really go there yet. I think me personally. I would start, you know, with where you're at right now. Maybe you want to validate that you're even interested in this business model before you even start going through those legal things. Uh, so you might want to just do the product research thing and see if this is something that you want to really go into. Because anyone listening right now, like, this is a business model. It doesn't mean that this business model is going to be the right fit for you. There's other business models out there. The other thing that I should say and you're going to hear me say this more as we move forward here is that, you know, this is like the starting point. This isn't like, you know, go out there and put something up and start making money tomorrow. That's not this business model. It really isn't. If, if you want that type of business model, I'd say retail arbitrage or go to garage sales and sell stuff on on eBay uh, or go to Etsy and start a little sh- a shop there doing personalized goods. You know, that's more you're, you're going to buy something, sell something, buy something, sell something. It's not more of you're building uh, a brand around a market and then understanding that market and then communicating with that market. I know I'm going on a little bit of a of a tangent or a rant here because I, I do feel strongly about that part of it, but in the beginning, we just got to get started, right? We just got to get started. So here's uh here's what I'm going to tell you. Do, do your homework, okay? Figure out what's right for you, but I would say to get started for, you know, selling on Amazon, whether it's retail arbitrage or whatever, uh, you just need your social security number and get yourself a seller's account. You're going to spend 39, I think it's 39 or 40 bucks a month for that seller's account. And that's going to turn on all of the features as being a seller that you can tap into as well. So hopefully this has helped and uh, go ahead and check out that episode 14. Uh, I would strongly recommend that as well. All right, let's listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer.
2: Hi Scott, I stumbled across your episode number 185 in my search to try to figure out what I've done wrong here. I've been a Prime member since 2007. I am a buyer, not a seller. I've always written reviews. My reviews are 250 plus words, always send in pictures. I started doing discount reviews roughly about five months ago. My ratings went from the high 400 or 40,000 down to the low 5,000. I'm getting more helpful votes than I do reviews. I got hundred helpful vote, or more than 100 helpful votes last month in March alone. Then Amazon decides to ban me. I do not know why. I've sent in pictures. I am now doing videos. I'm being truthful about products. But nonetheless, they have banned me. I am fighting that decision now. I've sent you an email explaining it just a little bit better than what I can do in this 90 minutes. But I would appreciate any type of advice that you could give me and also to sellers out there that might send their products to a reviewer that gets banned from Amazon for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Okay, so this is an interesting situation, and I wanted to address it. Um, sorry I can't uh, refer to you by your first name. You didn't leave your first name. It sounded like you were trying to get your whole message in in that 90-second window. I think you can go longer than 90 seconds, actually. Uh, but uh, I did want to address this because it's interesting, and I want everyone listening right now to understand that what she is saying is that she is a a legit reviewer, okay, and what I mean by that is, is she's taking this reviewing process really serious, and that's the type of reviewer that we want to review our products, okay, because she's doing it because she wants to get product, okay, for a discount or for free, and she wants to, her her payment is going to be reviewing it honestly and ethically and leaving reviews for videos or pictures and all of that stuff, right, so this sounds amazing, and her rank on Amazon, and for those of you that don't know, like, these reviewers that are taking this really serious, and there's a whole community out there of just people that are, like, high-level reviewers, and Amazon really gives these people extra, you know, extra credit, if you want to call it that, like badges and all these, you know, certain things. It's really awesome. But here's what I want you guys to understand. When we're going after reviews, like let's just say that, you know, this person here, this this lady uh, had, had joined a review club. And in that review club, she was seeing products that she could review. Now we are, you know, offering the product to, to that person for a discount, which is great, right? Here's the thing that can happen. Let's say, for example, her account gets banned like it has. We have no idea why. Now, let's say that she's left over 250 reviews. Well, guess what? All of those 250 reviews are probably going to go away. So if you've got 10 people that have left your reviews and then Amazon investigates those 10 people for whatever reason, it could be not even a legit reason to ban them, you're going to lose 10 reviews. Like overnight, you're going to lose those 10 reviews. So here's what we need to understand. In the very beginning, we, you know, sellers, we're getting reviews to get the ball started, right? We, in the end, we want to get those natural organic reviews that we're, we're being able to get by following up with our customers, treating our customers well, you know, and, and and allowing them to tell us if they have a problem to fix it. Like all of those things we want to happen naturally, now, you guys know I use Sales Backer, uh, so you can use whatever platform that you want to use, Feedback Genius, I use that, works well, it all does pretty much the same thing, just some of them have different bells and whistles, um, but that right there automates that process, so this way here, you get those organic reviews naturally, and the feedback, all right, so I guess my advice to um, whoever just sent this question, and I'm sorry again that I can't call you by first name because I don't know it, but uh, you know, Honestly, you got to reach out to Amazon and you're going to have to go head to head with them. There's nothing I have no experience in that and it really stinks and it's, you know, it's frustrating uh, because you're, you're upset because you want to still review products. And guess what? As a seller, we want you to to review products because you'll understand how it go, how it works, right? You understand how important they are for having, you know, videos or, uh, you know, pictures or just a really descriptive You know, review, like we understand that we, we would love for someone like you to review our product rather than someone that just puts a one liner in there and, uh, you know, doesn't really give the review much value. Uh, so my advice to you would be, you know, and anyone else listening that is a reviewer. You know, it stinks, but you're going to have to go through those channels through Amazon and try to fight it. And if you do, please come back to us and tell us what happened. So maybe we can help others that this might happen to. But, but us as sellers listening to this, this story right here, understand that all of the reviews that we've gotten from a review, you know, system or a, re- a review club, you know, like, a, a, you know, a, a reviewer that wants to review products. If, and we've given our product out at a discount to get that review, just understand that those reviews could go away. All right. So don't just get those and and expect them to stay forever. I've always said that. You can go back and listen to the ones I've talked about. I'm never getting those those uh, first few reviews uh, that are gonna that I'm I'm saying that they have to stick. I'm saying in the beginning I want them to show social proof quicker than it would take to do it naturally uh, because I I can basically give it to people that want to review products and, and have them leave reviews. Like it's honest, it's ethical. I'm not saying I'm going out there and paying for reviews because I'm not. But understand that those reviews could go away. So if you log in one day and you see that you lost 10 reviews, it could be because some of those people got banned for whatever reason. Now, some people are getting banned because they are doing some shady stuff, and you know, they're going to be get banned and you're going to lose those, those reviews. So just understand that 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 can happen, okay? And I sympathize with uh with you that just left the message here. I I do. I think that stinks and I would love for someone like you to be re- to be reviewing my product because it sounds like you really get it. Uh, and, and you want to review product cause that's, you're the, you're the person that we want in the review groups. But for some reason, whether you, you were in a group that got shut down or, or, or maybe that drew attention to it because they were doing some, some sleazy spammy stuff. And then you kind of got, you know, you got banned because of those people. I don't know that, but it sounds like that could be part of it. Um, who knows? Okay. Uh, but right now for us as sellers, we need to understand what I just said is that we can't, we can't bank on those reviews to stick forever. If they do great, if not, we're not going to lose sleep over it. All right. So just wanted to, uh, kind of give my thoughts on that. And I know this wasn't really a question, but I think it's very, very valuable. So, uh, well, it was kind of a question. Like, what do I do, uh, with my, my seller's account now that I, or not my seller's account, my Amazon account that I can't leave reviews anymore? And the, I guess the answer to that question is you got to contact Amazon like you are and just kind of figure out what went wrong. They, they should be able to give you uh, some type of explanation. All right, so hopefully this works out for you and anyone else listening understand about the reviews that they're there in the beginning just as a base to get you started and get that momentum uh, moving forward. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer.
3: Hey, Scott, uh, my name is Alex Matos. I'm calling you from Tampa, Florida. Uh, first and foremost, I wanna thank you for creating um, this podcast. It has made... My journey a lot uh, simpler, let's just say. Uh, but I really do appreciate you putting this together. Uh, my question uh, for you today is: um, I've been selling on Amazon for a couple months now, and I've been noticing that there's sometimes there's multiple sales uh, of four or five uh, from just one purchaser. So recently, I kind of got I started thinking, man, you know, why would they need five and I don't know why, but I just automatically thought to let me go check eBay. And um, so I checked eBay and lo and behold, uh, my product is being sold on eBay. Um, so by someone else, of course. So my question is, you know, how, what should I do? Uh, what could I do? in um, this is something like this happens. Um, should I um, go ahead and start selling on eBay myself? Um, of course, this other person who's buying them from me is reselling them. I'm sure they're probably doing a drop ship type of uh, program, um, but I just wanted to find out what you would recommend I should do. Thank you.
0: Hey, Alex, thank you so much for the question, man. I really appreciate it. It's a good one, by the way, and I'm not sure that I've ever addressed this on an Ask Scott session, so I'm excited to kind of dive into this. This is interesting. This is very interesting because uh, you're right. That is probably what's happening. And for anyone that doesn't understand what's happening, let's kind of go through it really quickly. Let's say, for example, uh, that on eBay, there's something that's selling for, let's say, $30. Okay. And let's say I can buy that same thing on Amazon for $15, right? So now I can take that, buy it on eBay or uh, Amazon and then resell it on eBay or vice versa. I've seen that happening the other way around where people are buying things on eBay because eBay generally things are less expensive and then they'll buy that and then they'll resell it on, uh, you know, on Amazon, okay? I've seen it work. I've seen it happen both ways, all right? So here's the deal. If that's happening, okay, number one, they're buying your product at full price, I'm, I'm assuming, right? So if that's the case, you're just basically wholesaling it to them and letting them sell it over on eBay. Okay. So you're, you're still making sales. You're, you're, you know, you're letting them do the, the listing over on eBay and all that stuff, right? So I've had people that say that that's happening and they're more than happy to sell it because they're still making the profit that they'd be making normally, right? Now, the other part of that is you may want to launch your product over there on eBay as well because you'll, get some sales. Naturally, if they're selling it on eBay, there's a good chance that you are, and especially because you are going to probably be able to sell it for a little less. Now, there's a couple different things here. Maybe you don't want to sell on eBay for whatever reason because it's another channel that you have to maintain, but it could be a great idea. But let's say that you don't want to maintain that channel, then don't list over on eBay because then you're going to undercut them and then they're not going to be able to sell as many, right? So if you just want to be like a wholesaler in a sense with your product, then that's fine, right? You just sell them the product when they order it and life is good, okay? The problem with that is is now you don't have two channels. And we've talked about this in the past. We're going to talk about it again moving forward as we as we kind of grow and, and kind of mature through this process, but we don't want all our eggs in one basket. So you may want to list your product over there for the exact same price that they are, it's maybe not undercut them. So this way here, you're not directly competing, um, but then you can pick up a few extra sales too, because then you're going to build out a little bit more of a sales channel over there. If you, if you have other products that potentially you could sell uh, to those people, you can you can, uh, you can then follow up with those people on eBay with other offers as well. So it's just another option. Um, I wouldn't worry too much about it as long as you are selling it at your, your regular price and then they're just reselling it at a little bit of a higher price over there and making a little bit of money. Then I don't see any problem with it. Uh, so. That is my, uh, my answer to that question, I guess, is, is I really wouldn't worry about it. I, th- I would think of it as an advantage uh, for two different reasons. One, you can either sell it directly to them at wholesale, and then you're still going to make the same amount of money, or you have an opportunity to start selling on eBay as well. All right, guys, let's listen to one more quick question, and I'll give you my answer.
4: Um, hi, Scott. Uh, my name is Myra, and I sent you an email through the Amazon through Facebook, The Amazing Seller. So I I just read your book, and I I found it really helpful. So my question is, if um, I found a great product on Amazon, but it is half the price of what you recommend, I wanted to know if you will recommend that I double up, meaning sell two products of the same kind, so that it reaches the, the threshold, which is 19 to $45. So would you please let me know if you can, I don't know where your next podcast is. Uh, I don't know where to find them. So if you can please let me know by message, where to find a podcast, or if you can give me the answer through the, through the Amazing Seller uh, Facebook page, I would appreciate. Thank you very much.
0: Hey, Myra, thank you so much for the question, and uh, yeah, this is a good question as well. I have talked about it, uh, but you're exactly right, okay? As far as if you find something, and this is kind of what Myra is talking about, if if you can find something, and I've used like if something can sell between like 19 and $45, somewhere in that range, and, and again, those aren't set in stone. So many people, they'll, they'll listen to what I say or what others say, and they try to follow it right you know, to the T. It comes down to profit. It comes down to, you know, can you sell something and make a profit on it, uh, you know, a good enough profit to where it's worth it, whether there's more demand or, or you know, uh, more volume running through it, whatever, right? So let's just kind of get that out of the way. The first thing that I would like to say is you can definitely take something that sells for $9.95 and then as long as you can bundle that with maybe or or not even bundle, maybe you could uh, create a multi-pack. So now instead of getting one, you get a three-pack and then you charge $19.95 for that. So it's obviously a better deal because if you were to buy two at $9.95, it'd be $20 basically. If you buy three, it'd be $30. But if you buy a three-pack, Already put together, then you can sell it for $19.95. You're gonna get people that are gonna wanna do that because it's a lot better deal. And then you can take it one step further and you can do a five pack. And the five pack might be $29.95, right? So here's the the great thing about that. Number one, you get variations. So because you get the variations, people are gonna see when they see your listing or they, they're starting to scroll and they and then they see the thumbnail, they're gonna see it say 995 to 29.95 right? So the 995 is going to get people to click in. And when people click in, then they're going to see the better offer for the middle one or the five pack. And then they're going to select one of those possibly. So it's almost like you don't have to make as much money on that front offer. Okay. The front offer, meaning the low ticket price, you're hoping when they get in there, they're going to be sold on the value from the multi-pack that you're offering at a discount. Uh, Now I've had I've had um, people tell me what they've done as well is they'll make the single packet like $13.95 and then they'll make the multi-pack, you know, the three packet like $19 or $21.95. So it's like ridiculously cheap. And then the five pack, they'll price it accordingly as well. And because of that, if if people want to get the single one, they're gonna spend twelve ninety five. But if they buy the three pack, they're gonna get a lot better deal, and it's it's like a no brainer. Like who's not gonna do that? Like like for an extra seven bucks, I can go ahead and get two extra things, right? So that's that's how I would approach that. So it is definitely a good strategy if your product uh, can be sold that way, right? It's got to be able to be sold like that, and it's where people would want more than one. Right? if they're gonna come back and want to buy something in six months because it either wore out or maybe they could use three or maybe they could give it away uh, to their their family or friends or whatever uh, it really depends on the product but it is a good strategy because again you get variations so on those variations you can you can add more keywords to each back end of those variations you also can uh can show that there's uh you know different price points you know within those variations and then the other cool thing is is if you run out of one variation It doesn't shut the entire listing down. Let's say you sell out of the multi-pack, the the three-pack. You still have the single-pack and the five-pack in stock, so you don't completely run out of stock, Um, so that's another advantage, so there is a lot of benefits to doing that, Uh, but again, you have to really do the product research to see if the market will want to buy more than one. And if they do, then that's a great idea. The other thing you could do is you could add accessories to it. That if someone buys something singly, they buy that single thing. But if they buy the next, you know, the next variation, the variation could have the the thing that's in 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 the first variation, but then also add a second bonus thing to it, or you know, maybe two things to it. It really depends, but. We're talking right now, if we have one thing that we could then sell as a two pack or a one pack, a three pack and a five pack, or maybe even a 10 pack. Um, the thing is, anyone listening, whenever you do a variation like that, because I get people that say, well, how does that work? Does Amazon take like, you know, the first item and then just give three into another package? No, that's not how it works. If you do three variations of three different amounts, so let's say you have a single pack, that's got to be its own package, its own SKU. It's, it's got its own FNSQ number. Your three-pack is going to have to all be in the same package. So if you're polybagging it or if you're putting it in a box, those three items have to be in that package with its own SKU and its own FSN, FNSQ. And then the five-pack, the same thing. You'd have to have a whole nother package with five included with one SKU. All right. So just understand that, that you're not just going to send in one and then just divvy it up however you want it to be, um, you know, sent out to the customer. They're not going to do that for you. You have to create them as its own product. So really, it's like you have three different products inside of that one listing. And all it really is, is quantity. Um, so that's how that works. All right. So hopefully that's been helpful. Good luck to you um, on that. And anyone else listening, that that is definitely a great strategy like I said um, so guys that's pretty much going to wrap up this session of Ask Scott as always it's been a lot of fun I want to remind you guys again that have not attended one of the live workshops if you wanted to hang out live with me and we can walk through the five phases for getting started and getting your first product launched um, you're going to want to head over to the AmazingSeller.com forward slash workshop and register for the upcoming uh, one coming up here pretty soon depending on when you're listening to this June 16th Will be um, the last one before we go ahead and uh, and kind of stop doing them for about four to five weeks. If you're coming in after July fifteenth-ish, well, then just head over and register for the next upcoming one. But if you want to uh, to. Head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash workshop. Register for the upcoming one for June 16th. That's a Thursday. It's going to be 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, go ahead and do that. Would love to hang out with you for the evening and kind of go through this stuff and then answer any questions that you have, uh, you know, on that live call. And then One last thing I want to remind you guys is if you wanted to ask your own question, have it aired here on the show, head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash ask, and you can do that. Just leave your first name and a brief question, and I'll go ahead and do my best to get it answered on an upcoming Ask Scott session. Uh, I want to, again, say thank you guys so much for listening. Everyone that I met in Miami, in Denver, or wherever, in Texas a year ago, wherever we were and we met, I just wanted to say, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. You guys are awesome. And because I'm able to meet a lot of you in person now, it makes uh, this podcast even better for me because I can see exactly who I'm talking to and it really is awesome. So again, I just want to say thank you. Oh, wait, one last thing. The show notes and the transcripts, those are there for you as well. For this episode, it's uh, 214. So that would be the seller.com forward slash 214. All right. So that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. And uh, remember, I'm here for you, I believe in you, and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action, have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next
3: episode.